your opportunity for a creative <laughs> intro and i can't think of last one. episode uh, i can't think of one hi <laughs> hello what's up what's gucci what's gucci this is two girls one ghost two girls one ghost and this episode of two girls one ghost is sponsored by no one except for us and our little old selves working our butts off Anywho, this is, oh yeah, hi. Um, we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hello. And I'm Sabrina. And Leia's looking herself in the back corner, but it has been very quiet while we record. So everyone just picture that. Just picture Leia looking at herself as we read you these <laughs> haunting tales. I thought you were saying looking you. Imagine looking Leia me. licking you as you listen just to everyone these stories. picture yourselves licking yourselves. Oh, that's kind of weird right just take a shower instead it's easier okay can i start obviously please do i have permission from you uh you don't need my permission well you're a boss lady so i'm going off of your alpha energy (laughs) you like my shirt that says not today not today you have a lot of good sassy graphic tees thank you that's a very nice compliment okay okay This is called I Inherited My Dad's Memory. What? From Georgia. Hey, y'all. I'll keep this short. I'm from rural Louisiana, and when I was little, about nine or ten, my father and I were driving down a back road here through this farmland that I had no recollection of going down before. We passed a farmhouse with a concrete slab to the left of it. I then remembered something from when I was way younger, probably around when I was about four or five years old. Just to make conversation with my dad, I brought it up and asked him, Hey, Daddy, remember when I went to that party with Gigi, his mother, my grandmother, at that house? They had it all set up in their barn. I think it was a for a baby shower or Easter or something. I guess they tore down the barn because it was where that concrete slab is now. My dad, a staunch Southern Baptist who has never believed in the paranormal, looked at me and his deep-toned olive skin went pale. He said in his deep southern drawl, should I try a southern accent? Yeah, do it. Baby, I went to a party. (laughs) I can't do something. (laughs) I went to a party there at the barn when I was little with my mom. That was in the 70s. Her friend who lived there moved out in the 80s, and that barn was torn down before you were born. Wow, that was brilliant, Corinne. Thanks. It was like, I don't know, maybe a little bit more of a Forrest Gump than Southern, (laughs) than a good Southern accent. It takes place in the South. It does. He was kind of quiet the rest of the ride. I can still recall a very vivid memory of me being there. It's also notable to point out that I look like the female version of him, and I've inherited every single health issue that he's had. For example, at 21, we both got stomach ulcers, which are rare at that age. Hmm. We both have bad TMJ. We both get nauseous if we eat breakfast too early after we wake up, and a lot of other things. Not exactly a ghost story, but I thought I'd share. See you on the other side, Georgia. That's amazing. This is so cool. It makes me wonder 
You wait. Okay, you've seen you've seen the um, new Jordan Peele movie. Yes, us. Yes, us. Us. It just reminds me of like the tethered selves. I wonder if they're somehow tethered souls, but it was like the same soul kind of breaking. Mm. And they, her and her dad have half, and that's why they're so similar and mm. share some of the same memories. That's fascinating. I was going with, I was wondering if maybe just because they were driving past it, maybe the memory was brought back to the dad and she was kind of receiving that in a way. Oh my gosh, yeah. Or if she was there as another person or spirit at the time. And so she had known her dad in another life. Wow, that's true. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that because she probably wasn't aware of her own self and body but she just remembers being little and being and there. being there with Gigi yeah and Gigi was there yeah it's so fascinating that's so fascinating yeah I really want to I said I want to know what it is but it's <sighs> that's the one thing with this podcast and this this yes. enterprise we've kind of gone into is that there is no answer we'll never know wishful thinking yeah but it's fun to theorize and that's basically what our podcast is doing that's the only thing that's we do that's what we do that's what we do you what know what we, we don't do? do what or what i don't do remember how halloween i was like last minute i was like oh what if i was a ouija board for halloween yeah well joey sent us a story and this is why i'm so glad i didn't do it oh god oh god oh god okay he goes a ouija board is not a halloween costume Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. First and foremost, I have to thank you for your podcast. It's my favorite. And I'd like to think 100 years from now, you will both be still recording from the other side. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope so too. That would be fun. Before I start, please find attached two photos for reference. One is my picture of my Halloween costume and the other is a picture of my room. Ever since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with horror films and scary ghost stories. And little did I know that I'd have my very own personal paranormal experience during my college years. I went to college in beautiful Santa Cruz, California. Go UCSC banana slugs. I lived in a house with my two best friends. This was my first time ever living on my own and being the broke college student that I was, I purchased most of my things from the local thrift store. My favorite thrift finds, including a very comfy computer chair, an Ikea desk, and a Britney Spears poster from 1999. The house we lived in was pretty modern, so I didn't expect it to be haunted at all. Fast forward to Halloween where we threw a huge house party and my last minute costume idea was a Ouija board. I used gold puff paint to draw a Ouija board on a black shirt and found a planchette at a thrift store to use as my headpiece. Late into the night, after many drinks, someone had the idea to play the Ouija board, but there was only one problem. We didn't have one. So my drunk idiot self took off my shirt and told everyone we could use it as a makeshift Ouija board. I also took the planchette off my head and we used that as well. We played and asked questions like, is there a ghost in here? How did you die? Are you a demon? Basically, we were drunk, not thinking straight, and asking questions we never should have been asking. Mm -hmm. The planchette moved to yes every time, even when it wasn't a yes or no question. Nothing happened that night, and our friends went home, and I went upstairs to bed. But a while later, weird things started happening around the house that we all noticed and felt. They didn't happen often, but when they did, it was noticeable. You could hear footsteps down the stairs in the middle of the night when we were all upstairs. Random kitten cabinets in the kitchen would be open we'd all, when we'd all get home from class, or the TV in the living room would randomly turn on and off. One night, I went upstairs to my room to study, and when I went to sit down on my computer chair, I felt like I sat on someone's lap. Alarmed, I got up, looked at the chair, and instinctively said, I'm sorry, but no one was in the chair. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It freaked me out and I quickly turned my back to the chair. I was now facing the sliding glass door that led to my balcony and I saw what looked like a woman staring at me from outside. I walked towards it to get a closer look and realized that the woman wasn't outside and it was a reflection of her on my sliding glass door. She was in the room with me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I screamed and I ran out of my room into my friend's room and while bawling my eyes out, I explained to her everything and said that I saw an old woman dressed in black in the reflection of my window and I slept in her room that night and we saged my room the next morning. I then moved the chair to the corner of my room and never sat in it again. I was so scared that my Catholic mom had to come up from Southern California to bless my room and say prayers and nothing happened after that for the rest of the school year. During my summer break, my mom and I went on vacation to the Philippines and we were in a shopping mall when an old woman came up to me and she said, hi, I know this sounds odd, but have you been playing with a Ouija board? I told her that I did as a joke with my friends and she replied, it is not a joke. Whatever you were talking to is in your house and is waiting for you to return. It is sitting in a black chair in your room. What? Holy crap. Holy crap. Oh my God. My body. Why? 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 Joey? No. Why? Why did you email me this? And why are we reading it so late? I'm really having a hard... What's happening? I looked at her with fear in my eyes, turned the other way, and ran to the restroom to vomit. I was <sighs> deathly afraid. How could someone know about this, especially since we were in another country? My mom swears that she didn't know who that old lady was, and no one could have told her the story since it was just her and I on this vacation. I spent the rest of my trip feeling anxious with the thought of something waiting for me to come home. I returned home from vacation and was terrified. I couldn't sleep with that chair in my room, so we moved it into the garage, and nothing weird happened anymore except for the feeling that there was a presence in my room. I stopped spending time in there and often found myself sleeping on the couch or in another room. We lived in that house for the next three years, and after graduation, we all moved out to start the next chapter of our lives. I donated the computer chair back to the same thrift shop I got it from and wished it good riddance. I ended up at my own place in Santa Cruz, a couple miles from our old place. And this time around, I had a college degree and a real job, so no more thrift store furniture for me. After coming home from work one day, I noticed a new couple moving into the unit across from mine. My heart stopped when I saw them carrying up the exact computer chair I had just donated a couple of weeks prior. I ran up to them and asked where they got it, and of course, it was from the same thrift store I had donated it to. I decided not to sound like a crazy neighbor and spare them the story. I went back to my unit and threw up. I've been living in this place for a year now, and sometimes I can feel that thing's presence watching me from my neighbor's window, and in my head, I can almost hear it saying, I found you. Oh my god! I will be moving back to Los Angeles at the end of summer and hopefully it won't follow me there. Thanks for reading and see you on the other side, Joey. It follows. It follows. This is the movie. This is my nightmare. Uh, I mean, it's just horrifying because it seemed like the house wasn't haunted before, but whatever they did playing that Ouija board invited something in and was like, oh, Joey, this was your shirt. Great. Thank you. I'm going to watch you now. Just even, I wonder, uh, I wonder so many things, but right (laughs) immediately I'm like, I wonder if the new family who has it, that new couple, if they have any experiences themselves or if the whole thing is just for the being, the entity to get closer to Joey. So maybe it just sits all Mm. benign and doesn't do anything in the house because it doesn't want to be thrown out and yeah be away from joey i don't know it's just dormant until they leave the house and it 
just decides to go look through the windows at or, Joey. Or it realizes, oh, I can't get Joey, but I can get these people. Yeah. Uh, Who knew? A computer chair. A computer chair would have a demon attached. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why it was at the thrift store to begin with. Oh, my God. And the reflection in the sliding glass door, I would lose and realizing it's in the room with you it's not actually staring at you from outside it's inside your apartment or wherever you're living (laughs) joey joey has the same reaction i think that i would have which is to scream and (laughs) run and then oftentimes just throw up because you just can't handle what's going on so scary yeah yep i don't Wow, 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 wow wow okay oh he sent a follow-up email did you see that Oh, so plot twist, I ended up staying in Santa Cruz because I got a really good job. I moved away from my unit into a house, and I'm happy to report that I think we are ghost-free. This time around, we had a priest bless the house before moving in, keeping my fingers crossed. Joey. Oh, that's great. A happy ending. For now, we hope. Forever. For now. Everybody, please send holy water to our P.O. box so that we can (laughs) send it to Joey. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this is from Crimson. Hello, my name is Crimson. I was headed home with my boyfriend on a weekend trip and we were stuck in awful traffic. I was searching the podcast app to find some spooky stuff when I thankfully found you two. What? Cool. I've always been... So cool. I've always been attracted to spooky stories, possibly stemming from the paranormal things that happened to me as a child or the fact that growing up in Washington and finding creatures like Bigfoot so fascinating were Bigfoot sisters. Yeah. Anyway, I have a ghost story for you. I was roughly around the age of three when this occurred. I lived in an older home with my mom and my dad, and this house always seemed off, according to my mom. Someone died in the house long before we moved in, and this place always seemed dark. Driving by to this day still gives me the chills. I've had several scary things happen to me in this house, from snakes with red eyes lurking in my bedroom while I slept to lights flickering and alarms turning on when not set. There is one night burned into my memory forever. I don't remember much of this incident, not because of the fact that I was a very young child or what some people believe may have been me sleepwalking. In fact, I know I wasn't sleepwalking because I know something was luring me outside. Oh. I believe I had what were blackout moments here and there when being taken to the yard. Because of this, I can't recall leaving my bed or even how I, a very small child, could have opened such an old and heavy door, let alone understand how to lock it. The whole story goes like this. I hated sleeping alone, terrified. When my parents would move me to my bed, I would fall asleep and they would later hear my little feet hit the creaky wooden floor and run to the end of the hall to their room. This way, I felt like I could sleep comfortably and soundly. This night, it was raining, dark, and early in the morning, somewhere around 2 to 4 a.m. On this night, my feet hit the floor, but didn't run to their room. The steps led to the opposite direction of the hallway. The floor creaked as I ran to the kitchen. My dad said he woke up, noticed I wasn't coming to the room, and suddenly he felt weird. That's when the side door in the kitchen slammed shut, and this is what I can recall. The slam is followed by what I remember to be the sound of children laughing in the middle of the dark night. No. (sighs) This was not the cute laughing of children playing at the park. This was more like the laugh those creepy kids in the movies make when they're up to no good. Oh. All I can vividly recall 
is the door slamming shut and being locked behind me, and I'm standing on the top of the steps leading to our backyard. My memory is spotty again after that. My dad yells my name, and I remember the laughing stops, and I'm in the backyard crying in the dark when my dad comes to rescue me. My mom stayed in the room terrified and wasn't able to move from fear. She said while my dad was gone, the energy in the house took a wild turn and nothing felt right. That night passed, and although scary, nothing like this happened again. My parents did divorce, and I went to live with my dad. I still have a sensitivity to spirits today, although thankfully, nothing quite as terrifying as that night. Seriously. This is a long one, but I crossed my heart I could never make this up. Like I said above, to this day, I can feel spirits and I have to cleanse my apartment because I can feel things watching me and my cats hiss at the dark, empty hall. Usually it's harmless, but I don't want to take my chances ever again. I hope my story gets featured. If not, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, you too. I can't wait to catch up on all of your content. Keep up the awesome work, Crimson. There's a lot. There's a lot in this. A lot to unpack. I hate the fact that something lured her out of the house. And it was like, obviously, it wasn't children. It was something dark. And we know they make, yeah, dark things like to present as children. Her parents as witnesses. There were three people who were involved in this story. One was being targeted and lured. And then another was frozen with fear and couldn't move. And then the third actually did move about. But like still, oh, my God, I don't I don't even know what would be scarier. Being the mom that's frozen in fear in the room waiting to hear what's going to happen or Mm -hmm. waiting to see what's going to enter your own room while you're paralyzed there or being the dad seeing your child somewhat like possessed and taken over it's all bad it's all horrifying it's all scary and i'm so glad she has not had anything like that oh god i know children are so susceptible to those things too and it's like how do you protect them from it but also like let them have those experiences and validate those experiences but also like protect them because protect them so scary oh my god oh my god this is why i think everyone needs an alarm on their door too because Thank God her dad woke up. Yeah. What if he didn't? Yeah. <sighs> I think you need a chiming thing. Even those, you can get little sticky ones yeah. at the at Home Depot, at Lowe's, your home improvement store, wherever. You can get those little sticky white ones that you just attach. And basically when the magnet pulls away from the other magnet, it just makes a little chime or an alarm, whatever you want it to do. Right. Oh, we gosh. did that in my college house and it would be like, ding, 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 like when someone would come in or out. Yeah, and then when everyone would be in the house at night, I'd switch it to the like screeching one so that uh, if anyone broke in, it would be like ah, how horrifying. Could you imagine being alone in your house and that went off though and no one else is there? Like that's terrifying. Oh my god, I would I'd throw up like Joey. Yes. Okay, I have one last story. Okay. And then you can all go to bed. Good luck. No. Okay, this is I'm from Molly. And it's titled Spooks. Hi, so my name is Molly, and I just started listening to your podcast, and I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed with spooky things like ghosts. I haven't had a lot of paranormal things happen to me, but I know people who have had stuff happen to them, and here are a bunch of little stories. I want to start off with a thing that happened last year. 
So I'm in high school and we have a concert at this church every year and I'm in choir. We go and we practice in a Catholic school and as soon as I walked in, I did not feel very well and I felt a burning sensation on my arm. It hurt like hell. I tried not to pay any attention to it and I thought that I just had jitters for the concert and that's why my stomach hurt. Finally, I was adjusting my dress when I looked down on my arm and there were three long scratches tracing my arm. Very creepy. I don't I don't know what happened, but all I know is I've been getting random stra- I've been getting random scratches on my arms a lot. They have appeared when I was practicing in band and when I don't even remember getting touched or anything. That's not the only thing that has happened. It was late at night in my house, which is really old, trust me. And I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of deep breathing coming from underneath my sister's bed. Nope, 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 nope. That's why you have to keep a bunch of containers under your bed. Have no empty space. It freaked me out and I couldn't sleep in there. I was a freshman in high school and I went to sleep in my mom's bed. My mom said it was my brother snoring from the other room, but it couldn't have been because my door was closed and he wasn't snoring. I also have heard my floors creaking and breathing in the middle of the night while I was late night binge watching. I've seen a ghost or at least what I thought was a ghost. And my grandma actually has a really spooky house. She has this blue room that my mom said that she slept in and she would wake up and feel like something was lying next to her that felt like a cat. But she would look and nothing would be there. She also to- told me how she saw the ceiling move like snakes were on it and that the dolls she had would move. Nope. So yeah. Oh my God. Spooky things. But back to my thing. My grandma has this cool Halloween scavenger hunt every year. And when I was about seven, I ran upstairs to look for the gift baskets that we get. Oh my God. Okay. The reason I picked this one is because today's episode is actually half Halloween. I love that. I'm totally going to do that like haunted haunted halloween uh yes scavenger, scavenger hunt. hunt that's such a great idea we should do that next year when we're together doing who knows what <laughs> happy half halloween to everyone may it be full of spooks and happiness and uh screams okay well let's see how it turns out my grandma has this cool halloween scavenger hunt every year and when i was about seven i ran upstairs to look for the gifts that we get and I went into what we call the blue room. I looked under the bed and I found the gifts. I pulled them out and I heard a weird noise. I looked around and I spotted something small and gray in the corner. There were two yellow eyes looking out at me. It was a cat, but my grandma did not have any cats at the time. I was super scared and confused. I grabbed this stuff and ran downstairs. I told my mom about it and she told me the thing about her feeling a cat when she was a child sleeping next to her when the cat wasn't actually there. It spooked me to my core. My grandma has had tons of cats die on her, so it really makes sense. On to another story. Sorry, I have a lot that I think deserve to be heard. A lot of my friends have haunted stories. One of my friend's house has rumored to have had people talking and footsteps being heard all around. And she has this creepy crawl space that I got stuck in once. So it was late at night, it was late at night and I was asleep on the couch. There was no one in the house because a lot of her family works late at night, so it was just me and her. I woke up to the sound of old men's voices and footsteps walking around the upstairs. I went back to sleep, but it's still very scary. My other friend says she has a little girl haunting her house. She has no little sisters or anything that would explain what I saw. So I was driving by her house one day and I looked up and I saw a little girl in a cute little white dress with her hand on the window. I was spooked. We drove by it a little later and I didn't see that girl. That's so, I mean, it sounds like she's friendly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just she's a just looking out with her hand pressed on the window like, yeah. oh, I want to go outside and play. Yeah, I don't know. But that's still to know, to pass by a house and see that and know that there are no children inside. Yeah. Hey, spooky. She goes, oh boy. 
We also went to Gettysburg in eighth grade and we did a ghost tour. It was great. I would do it again. But we were standing in the wooded area, which is on the battlefield, and we were doing a ghost thing with a necklace. I heard gunshots and cannon shots in the background. It was really late at night, so it could have just been reenactments. But we also took pictures on our phone, and the area that was around us was super dark and hard to see. But on the photos we took, there was this orange, glowy orb thing in one of the photos. We didn't have flash on, and all of the photos were pitch black except for the orb in one. That place was legit haunted. People have had ghost hunting equipment, and the lady told us stories about her staying at an inn there that I really want to go to. There was a story about a little boy who plays with coins, and up in the attic there was a place where soldiers would snipe, and there there was blood stains on the floorboards, so obvious residual spirit stuff. So she said she was staying the night, and because the place is one of the ones where the owners leave at night, she was staying, and she heard banging come from the locked attic. We all got super spooked, and we saw the building with all of the bullet holes. A couple of months later, we went to the Antiam battlefield and we drove through it and everyone in my mom's car started to cry because there was energy that was super sad and overwhelming. My head started hurting really bad, so we left. DC was pretty exciting. I like how she's like, these sad, scary things, but that was fun. (laughs) Or I want to go again. That was a great time. What a good trip. My neighbor has an unmarked graveyard in his yard and they didn't that they didn't know about. He has seen men walking in his yard, and I have seen a couple of women, too. His house is like a museum for antiques. His niece is a medium, and they brought her to their house because of all the activity, and she immediately had to leave the property as soon as she got to the area where the graveyard is. So I have more stories, but they are like stuff seen through photos from people I know. My friend's grandma has dementia, and she kept saying that people were talking, that people were taking things from her and moving them. So she made her son put in cameras to check, And the only things they saw were her like walking around the house and these three orbs following behind her. She -hmm. had three total husbands and guess what? All three of them died in that house. But the spookiest thing was one of the photos I saw they took from the camera was an orb when in front of the camera and in the picture you can see a obvious pair of eyes and a nose of a man. We all got chills by looking at that photo, but that's all I have. Love everything spooky. Hope you liked it. Molly. Okay, well, that was like 12 stories in one. There's so many. (laughs) She has clearly had many experiences and is open to the paranormal and loves it as much as we do, which is why she's listening. life. Yeah, amazing. The blue room. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, it's a cat, so that's not that scary. And her grandma's lost a lot of uh, pet cats, so it would make sense that the cats are hanging out. Pet Cemetery is being remade and coming out in a few weeks. Nick and I actually just... By the time this comes out, maybe it's already out. I don't remember when it comes out. I think it's soon. I haven't... uh, I've never read it before, so Nick and I are listening to it on Audible before we go to bed at night, which is probably not the best time to be listening to it. definitely not the best time. But I'm excited. I'm excited to read it before going to see the movie. The Blue Room is the name of... So in Burlington, Vermont, there is a bar called Red Square. Mm -hmm. And then in the back, they have a room that's always lit up blue. Mm -hmm. And that's like more of like the clubby room. And then the the front, like the red part of Red Square is more like live bands and stuff. And the blue room is where you go to get, you know, pretty drunk. So when she first said the blue room, I was like, "Ah, I'm kind of still scared because (laughs) being too drunk is scary as well. (laughs) Memories and anxiety of the things I did drunk. Wow. Uh, let's do a Halloween scavenger hunt and everyone yes. join in with us. We'll do it across the universe and uh, it will be fun. Happy half co- Halloween, guys. Ghouls. I know that Molly had so many experiences, but I can't stop thinking about 
when she said that she got stuck in that tiny little crawl space. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, what what else happened? How'd you get out? What? Why'd you go in? It's like us, that one part. Yes. Ugh. There's nothing worse than being stuck in a small, crowded, no, cramped I space. It. I hate it so much. <sighs> okay. You guys want to get us even more spooked or hear your own story on the podcast? You should send it to us at twogirlsmongoespodcast at gmail.com. And you know the spiel. We have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. You can support us by buying merch, by reading and reviewing on iTunes, by becoming a Patreon member, by going to our live shows, and by supporting our sponsor. Heck yes. And we will see you on the other side.